Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael? You know, I'm really uh, thinking about you guys and your family. I'm excited for you guys. How are you doing? Well, we're a little stressed. Uh, we're in the countdown <laughs> window here to the blessed upcoming nuptials of Madeline Sophia. Giving and, away your daughter. And Dylan Lee. Dylan Lee Briggs. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, God bless them. They're ready to go. We are in the countdown window. Little NASA uh, shout out there for Dylan. Nice. Love space. Uh, so I thought it was appropriate today as we are standing on the precipice of my uh, daughter's upcoming wedding. That hey, 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 hey. I, I invite people to listen to this show. Precipice. Come on now. Bring it down a little. Okay, we've got to bring it down a little bit. Okay, standing on the ledge. Okay, okay, that's good. All right, standing on the ledge. Uh, and as we look there, to do a movie about weddings. Weddings. So what better movie to do about weddings? And there are many, many, many movies about weddings. Great movies. Uh, but I go to one that I saw not only in the theater, uh, but one that was turned into a Broadway play, was only on Broadway for about a year. Tremendous play, The Wedding Singer. It's a good one. So the question is, are Dylan and Madeline having a wedding singer? No. Oh. No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe, you know. Well, I did make the final payment on the wedding yesterday, if that's any consolation. There you go. That's so the hard part. Go. It's all yeah, downhill. It's, it's all downhill from here. Uh, so The Wedding Singer was released Speaking on... Speaking of money. Yeah. February 13th, 1998. So all about the timing on the eve of Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. What a great date. You know, and a... That's smart. Yeah, well, 1998 and a movie that cost $18 million to make... Opening weekend. Well, 18.8. Yeah. They covered. They covered opening weekend, Valentine's Day. Total box office, $123.3 million. We have enjoyed trying to figure out when it goes worldwide and when it doesn't. Because I show gross in the United States and Canada at 80 million. So this went over 40 million worldwide. Yeah. Now, I, you know, 80s music. It's about us. I, I'm a little surprised. It's not one of those, you know, that we've had that have the foreign draw to it. Well, you know, part of it, and I will say this, you're right. The 80s music was a draw, happen, happening to have Billy Idol in your cast. True. Doesn't hurt. Love it. Um, you know, all the 80s references in music spoke to a generation. They did well. You know, and the irony is, is that the movie is released in 1998, but it's really only referencing a time that was 13 years earlier. Right. You know, 1985, Ridgefield, New Jersey, not far from where I grew up. <laughs> it's shot in California. Yeah. <laughs> just just an hour up the road in New Jersey on the Garden State Parkway. What exit? There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where it's set. Now, the director was Frank Karachi. 
And this is somebody who has collaborated not only once, but a couple of times with uh, Adam Sandler, but also with Drew Barrymore, yeah. uh, doing The Water Boy with Adam Sandler, and then lady, later on doing Blended with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Click. Click's click. another one. Around the World in 80 Days. He seemed like a good director. This was only a second movie. That's what surprised me. It's very good. Yeah, it's an excellent movie. Very good. And, you know, let's look at the cast because this is a movie wanna, that's about the cast. I want to hit the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tim Hurley, we did his Happy Gilmore. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I missed this the first time, but it's Adam Sandler's college roommate. Mm-hmm. He's he's written mostly movies for Adam Sandler here. Uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds, Grown Up 2s, Grown Ups 2, Pixels, you know. I guess doesn't hurt. You kind of know your college roommate. I've, I've heard you talk about your college roommate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had like four on and off. I don't think anybody could live with me. But, you know, uh, definitely a tie. Yeah. They, they get along. They write well together. Well, they understand comedy. They understand Adam Sandler's delivery. Oh, yeah. And they've created scripts that certainly bring both together. Oh, Definitely. You know, definitely, you know, look at the cast. So obviously the main character is Robbie Hart. Robbie, Hart. Uh, Robbie is a, you know, call it what it is. He's a house band musician uh, for a uh, reception wedding factory. We used to call those back when I was growing up. Long Island, northern New Jersey. They were kind of the uh, all in one stop and shop for your event. We have quite a few around here, but a lot of them love the outdoors. They got a little indoor place in case of rain, but mm-hmm. they, they love those outdoors. Well, places. and my, my daughter's wedding, which will be in lovely Mesa, Arizona, is one of these places, but it's an outdoor venue. It, it doesn't. Ho Ho really... Cam Park? Well, right where the Cubs play? And no. no. Oh, no. But you're missing out. That's where we're staying. I know. We are overlooking. I wanted to be there. I would have broken and run the bases. You could have. After the reception, of course. You could have done yeah. it. You know, uh, open bar, it would have happened. That's why I would have run the bases. I, I might have pulled it something. Happened. We'll take a picture. <laughs> but we digress. So <laughs> Robbie Hart, he is the house band, one of the house band lead musicians at one of these wedding factories, played by Adam Sandler. And we've already mentioned he's done. You know, Lots. you get this feeling he's done all these movies with Drew Barrymore, but they've done three. Wedding Singer, Fifty First Dates, and Blended. Right. All basically have the same storyline with different nuances involved. Probably feels like more because of, hey, there's your music too. It, it probably feels like more only because of um, uh, Jimmy Fallon. I think those two are always seem. If one's on Jimmy Fallon, the other one shows up. They the great, is true. you know, they got a they got a team together. So yeah, this, this is very stuff. true. So fifty first dates and blended greatly nuanced. But you know, we've mentioned we've done his movie Uncut Gems. We've oh, yeah. done uh, we've done uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore, Fever Pitch with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, we've we've had both these guys a couple times. We sure so. have. So and then you know we look at Drew Barrymore who plays the love interest Julia. Mm. Sullivan 
and you know we we we'd be remiss if we didn't mention ET. 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 She was cute. Oh, what can you say? Yes, yeah. She was also that messed up child actor who somehow rebounded into a very good career. She really hasn't seems to me a very grounded mm-hmm. individual if there is such a thing in Hollywood. And and I really enjoyed her in Charlie's oh, Angels. She's just I, fun. I loved Never Been Kissed. Mm-hmm. Oh, just one of those, you know, kind of like Fever Pitch. Just good movies. Another great Wonderful. movie. Wonderful. Yeah, I like it. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, now what I would say are the supportive, what would apparently are the supportive people to Robbie and Julia. So for or Julia, what we will talk about, maybe not so supportive. Eh, maybe not so supportive. One is Holly Sullivan, who is her cousin, played by Christine Taylor, uh, who is the was is or was the wife to Ben Stiller. Back yeah. in two thousand, they got married. I did not see if they got divorced. I so. think they have or are in the throes of it. Uh. But she's in one of my favorite movies of all time, Zoolander. <laughs> you know what's funny is you said that, and I didn't know if you were going Dodgeball, Tropic Thunder, or Zoolander, because you talk about all three. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love Zoolander. <laughs> I, am a, I am a Zoolander aficionado. You and Addison. Oh, good. He- Zoolander's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, he, my gosh. You like to go for the look every Zoolander, once in a while. too, almost unwatchable. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, you can't... You, ah, sequels sometimes. Some movies sequels. just need to stand alone, yeah. and Zoolander is brilliant. And Dodgeball. Great movie. She's in that. And, of course, Tropic Thunder. Uh, How can you go wrong? And then the other supportive friend, and this is Robbie's supportive friend, who's the limo driver, uh, Sammy, played by Alan Covert. And, you know, you made a point of, has he been in a movie without Adam Sandler? A lot of movies with him. So let's consider what he's been in with. Little Nicky. Mm -hmm. Blended. Yep. Grown Ups 2. Check. Jack and Jill. Mm -hmm. How about Anger Management? There he is. But wait, here it is. Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. Well, again, now we've got uh, Kevin James. we got Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2. I mean, yeah. it's all in the family. They, yeah. they all love each other. I, it's incredible. The it love. is. It's, it's, a, it's a friendship-driven mm-hmm. uh, industry. We're seeing this for sure. Now let's go to the nemesis. Oh. Those that are... Uh, let's just say, cause conflict in the movie. First, we have Glenn Guglia, who is the fiancé to to Julia Sullivan. And Glenn is played by Matthew Glaive. Uh, now, Argo is probably his biggest movie credit besides this. But, oh, my word, this guy. A lot of TV. You know, when your first... A lot of TV. Just think of the first three TV things that pop up. Yeah, right away, early in his career, L.A. Law, Cheers, and Doogie Hauser, which I love Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser, oh, yeah. M.D. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, he did really well. I uh, uh, rock star, Marky mm-hmm. Mark. You know, I got to go Mark Wahlberg. He's got Corky Romano. He did a lot of stuff. Oh, he has? And, and his picture in IMDb looks so old. I mean, you're like, that was only 23 years ago. What what happened? happened? Did he age 40 years? It was, he he looked good. And uh, well, anyway, I don't want to go there. And then the other nemesis who was Robbie's fiance uh, earlier on in the movie, played by Angela Featherstone. And again, she was in the big movie Con Air. That was a big one. But then lots and lots of television, including Seinfeld and Friends. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Big, big television. You know actors. those those shows that ran 10, 11, 12 years ago. A lot of people they wanted to be on it. You think about that last year of Friends, how many guest stars they had? Oh, yeah. Big names, you know. Yeah, they were rolling Definitely. them out. They had a lot of people. 
we can't we we can't talk about the cast without mentioning the 1980s rock and roll icon Billy Idol. Billy Idol. The bad boy of the 80s himself. You, you were setting up, and I thought you were going George. I thought you were going Alexis. Oh, so I was like, oh. No, no, no. We first got to go Billy Idol. Idol. There. Billy Idol, yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, other than all the soundtrack work he did, the only credit I saw really for a movie then, a voice in Heavy Metal 2000. I don't think we're going to cover that on Christ Culture. I don't think we will. No. Uh, moving on, George in the movie, part of one of the band members of Robbie's band, who has the appearance and all of the uh, you know, the accoutrements of being Boy George from the 80s band Culture Club. He wants to be Boy George. He yeah. wants to be Boy George. Well, he took it pretty far. Played by Robert Arquette, who would later go by the name Alexis Arquette. So what was he when he did Wedding Singer? Uh, I think he was still Robert at that yeah. point in time. I don't think he, they would let him call him George if he was. Well, who yeah, knows? Who knows? You I, pay a guy or a girl enough. I do don't what you want. Know. You know, but now some, but, some interesting movie credits. I was going to say. Go ahead. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> She's all that. Uh-huh. And then, of course. Bride of Chucky, too. There it is. There it is. I, was, I knew you were going there. And or no, that wasn't two. That's just Bride of Chucky. Bride it? of Chucky. But, that is the but let's not forget, because it's Adam Sandler and it's all in the family, he, too, was in Blended. Blended. <laughs> of course. Why not? Why not? Hey, we got a roll. You want to come jump in, make a few bucks. That's sure. What it was. Come join the party. And, and I don't think we, we can. got to get some SNL people in now. This is well. And let's first, before we go SNL. Where are you going? We couldn't talk about this movie without mentioning Rosie. Oh, I missed her. There she is. Yes. Ellen Albertini Dow. Did you see she died in 2015 at the age of 101? Yeah, God bless her. Yeah, she was still doing movies at 99. Yeah. yeah, oh, she, yeah. Was, she was 84, though, at the time of the wedding. I mean, she so. was playing grandma, grandma in most of these movies. Uh, but here again, she was in another movie about a wedding. She was in Wedding Crashers. She was in Wedding Crashers. Yeah, she was Grandma in Wedding Crashers. But again, after, and Sister Act too, but a lot of TV. But l- hold on. Oh, you got another She one. was in the movie about Studio 54. <laughs> I did see that. And I'm like, oh my word, I remember her in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had over 100 credits of uh, actress uh, work, so that's well, incredible. And that, now you can do the little homage well, to these Saturday Night Live people. What's interesting is only one of them's credited, Kevin Nealon, as, you know, as Mr. Sims. He's that mm-hmm. funny, it's one scene at the bank where Robbie's trying to get a job. Yeah. Um, and we know Kevin Nealon has, has done a lot of the... Blended, just go for it. Bucky uh, Larson, Daddy Daycare, Anger Management. I mean, that's kind of again part of that group, part sure. of the SNL group. That's but right. the ones that were uncredited was interesting. There's Robert Smeagol, uh, who plays Andre. Uh, you know, he was in the Pixels. Mm-hmm. He, he's basically a writer at SNL. He was mostly a writer. He wrote for Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Fallon. Right. Um, just directed his first movie in 2018. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the week up. I thought that was interesting because. Smeagol's in the SNL book going back to the 70s, 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's old. So that was great. John Lovitz, of course. Jimmy Moore. He's the other wedding singer that... Part of the other house band uh, that you could choose very from. Very interesting. <laughs> That's great. And what's funny is it's him and, and Steve Buscemi, who also is uncredited. They're both in Grown Ups 2. Yeah. Surprise, you know. But, of course, Steve Buscemi is also in But wait, Fargo. did you know that John Lovitz will reprise his role 
on the television show The Goldbergs when they did an homage to The Wedding Singer. Yeah, as, uh, that as is Jimmy hilarious. Moore. Yeah. That was good. That's, That's hilarious. That. <laughs> no, and, and we just did John Lovitz last week in The Three Amigos. That's had the right. bit role at the beginning. That's right. And my favorite movie with John Lovitz. A League of Our Own. Oh, he's Gotta excellent. Gotta do that sometime. So good. Yeah, we'll get to that yeah, movie. Definitely. There is no. And you know when we do that, I I have a guest to bring on when we oh. do that movie, a mystery guest. Mystery guest. Here we go. We all like the mystery guest. So that gives you a picture of the cast. It's a wonderful ensemble. There's a lot of inter uh, interplay of them being in each other's movies as it goes on. Now, the movie is set in 1985, New Jersey, of which. I was a freshman in college in 1985, New Jersey, uh, and <laughs> I attended many a wedding for classmates of high school and college that happened in venues like this. Like that. You yeah. know, it was a, a this big kind of indoor venue. You chose your house band, usually bride and groom sat at a table in big wicker rattan chairs, lots of hair, <laughs> lots of hairspray, lots of relatives, and that's the backdrop of this movie. Now, Julia, she works there as a waitress. <clears throat> Robbie is the one of the house band singers, and this is where they meet. They meet. Now, the problem is they are each attached to different people. Julia is attached to Glenn. Glenn works on Wall Street, drives a Porsche. Glenn's got buckets of money. And Glenn is kind of a jerk. He uh, is definitely all 80s. They have him in that Miami Vice. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Crockett. Yeah, Don, Don Johnson. Don, look. He wants to be Don Johnson. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's a player. He's a ladies' man. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not really in love with Julia. He's just trying to check the boxes. Meanwhile, Robbie, he's engaged to Linda. It may be, High school sweethearts. Oh, maybe the best line of all is when Linda is wearing Robbie's Van Halen t-shirt, <laughs> and he says, and I quote, take the shirt off or you're going to jinx the band. Love that. And it happened. And it happened. Hilarious. Oh, very Yeah, sick. she, you know, it's that she grows up in love with Robbie Hart, the rock and roller, the, the, oh, the yeah. musician, and, and I love the line. I woke up and realized one day I'm... Gonna marry the wedding singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, he's like something you could have told me yesterday. Yeah, because yeah. of course, it's she didn't show up to the wedding. They didn't show up to his wedding. Heartbreaking. Yeah. So each are in relationships that are toxic, not healthy, and they're the wrong people. And yet, they're friends. Uh, Julia's cousin Holly, Robbie's friend Sammy. Are really pushing them to those types of life decisions. Yeah, they they all work together. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is is when uh, when Julia wants Robbie to play for her wedding, and he says, "Well, I don't know if I'm ready," and he sends her to Jimmy Moore. Yeah, <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> That's so great. But she she talks Robbie into helping with wedding plans because Glenn really yeah. isn't into that kind of thing. No, no, Glenn's or a, anything. Well, Glenn's other a jerk. Than himself. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. This is where they begin to find in each other those things that are really critical about love, relationships, and marriage. It brings him out of his funk. Let's yeah. face it. He starts to have purpose again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And for her, she begins to see 
what love is supposed to look like. Right. What a healthy relationship is to look like. You know, it. We, we read this at so many weddings, and I always tell brides and grooms, it has nothing to do about a husband and wife. It has everything to do with Christian community. And yet the verse is relevant. Uh, verses 4 and 5 of 1 Corinthians 13. Because yep. this is what Julia begins to experience with Robbie. It, and it goes, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And that's what Julia begins to see in Robbie, not in Glenn. No. Glenn is the no. opposite of every and, one of those things. And she misses those things. The way he treats her, more worried about his car, not to throw up in the car. Right. right? The way he doesn't want to give her the window because his elbow would get hit on the cart in the air. I mean, right to the end. Yeah. He's a jerk. Oh, yeah. And how she, she misses that over and over. Um, Linda, to Robbie, even when she came back, she was ready to settle. Yeah. Robbie wasn't having any of that. He'd seen the woman who loved him for, you know, I still think one of the pivotal scenes, and we overlook it all the time, when she had the sheet music made, personalized, with his name, she was so proud of what he was doing, the voice lessons, what he, she wanted him to write. You know, that's a friendship thing. Yeah. She wasn't after him. She was still planning on marrying Glenn. Sure. But she loved to see him use his gifts. And, and at that point, he was so wrapped up in being told again by was it Holly? Yeah, that Julia really wanted you know security, and he got in his head. Uh oh, I need right. to get a real job. You know, and it's such a great scene. Oh, it's a great, great it, scene. Absolutely, it is, and it really is reminiscent of what Paul says in Colossians three. You know, Paul has a lot to say about love. It says, "And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony." Mm. And in a very real way, you can see how Julia really does love Robbie for who he is, not for what he could be, not for what he hopes to be, but for who he is right then and right there, mm. you know? And it, it takes this, it takes the catastrophe of, of Julia kind of throwing everything with the wedding away and running off to Vegas to get married to Glenn for Robbie to really figure that out that he has to make some sacrifices. It's it's kind of 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, and it's in verse 18. It says, And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Rather, we got to get after it. We've got to go save this person from the stupid because we love them. Uh, 1 Peter 4 verse 8, And above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Mm. You know, earnestly keep loving. And so Robbie, I love that scene. Sammy and Robbie get to the airport and they're going to buy a ticket at the counter. You know, yeah. <laughs> not doing that these days. Yeah, uh, that's no. not going to happen. He says, give me your credit card. And he goes, you're going to pay me back? And he goes, probably not. <laughs> I, I won't tell people. No, yeah. I, I, I really, I, I guess... I don't know, watching these two, watch them come together, watch and seeing what it is, you know, hearing the verses, this is what love is. I mean, let's be honest. Well, you and I see more couples mm -hmm. who don't understand. It, it, they they want to love the person the way they enjoy being loved. One of the reasons I yep. love that five love languages 
is because my wife and I are t- totally different mm-hmm. in the way we show love. No, really? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think both Robbie and Julia acts of service. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what she did with that. Look what he sure. wanted to do for her, the right. way they looked out for each other. Quality time together, acts of service. You can almost see um, how important it is. Even gift giving. She didn't give that gift of paper or the personalized because it was a gift. She wanted him to use his gifts. It was right. beautiful. So consider when he gets on the plane, and who's sitting in first class, by the way? Billy Idol. Billy Idol. How can you go with Billy Love Idol it. in first class? And as he goes back to see Julia, you know, Glenn's going to get up, get in the way. And, and who comes between Glenn and Robbie? Billy Idol. Who's going to mess with yeah. Billy Idol? Well, one of his uh, bouncers. And one of the bouncers. Oh, yeah. it's great. But nobody's going to mess with Billy. You that's, know? that's such a great song, too. I mean, well, I, Billy Idol's intro, you know, passenger in first class would like to sing a song to a passenger and coach. And yeah. Since we're in first class, we pretty much do whatever we want. Whatever it is we want. So <laughs> I love it. This is, this is the song, and I really want you to think about what we said with regards to 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 1 Peter 4, and Colossians 3. Robbie sings the words, I want to make you smile whenever you're sad, carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is grow old with you. I'll get your medicine when your tummy aches, build you a fire if the furnace breaks. Oh, it could be so nice growing old with you. I'll miss you, kiss you, give you my coat when you are cold, need you, feed you, I'll even let you hold the remote control. So let me do the dishes in the kitchen sink, put you to bed when you've had too much to drink. Oh, I could be the man to grow old with you. I want to grow old with you. That's a good one. Wow. Yeah. Now, having said that, I want you to go back and think about 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. You know, that's what you desire. And this biblical understanding of selfless, sacrificial, putting the other person first is reciprocal. And that's what the movie gets, that Robbie in this very tender song is capturing biblical truths. You know, I want to make you smile whenever you're sad, carry you around when your arthritis is bad. That's sacrificial love. And and shows commitment for a lifetime. That's right. And and again, I know you and I have talked about this. I truly believe young people have no clue how to put others first. You know, Mm -hmm. we're born selfish. We're born narcissistic. It's all about us. I think dating is very selfish. What do I get out of it? Mm Mm-hmm. Until you find that person where all of a sudden yeah. making them happy is more important than making yourself happy. You want to go where they want to go to eat. You want to go to the movie they want to yeah. go to. All of a sudden, when you find somebody who forces you, I mean, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, you, you almost see it. I mean, let's face it. That's why we got married. Yeah, That person was willing to do it for us. We wanted to do it for them. And that's how 
you grow out of that. Yeah, well, you know, and this is kind of the big shout out. You know, it's here we are. We're only we're in the countdown window. The wedding is fast approaching. Praise the Lord. Yeah, the bill is paid. The father of the bride is happy that the bill is now paid. So now on to the good things. But, you know, when your child finds the right person, Mm. the person who who's this, who wants to grow old with your child and puts your child first, and in turn, your child wants to put that person first, uh, there's a sense of peace and joy. Oh, yeah. You know, how, there's... How could you give away your daughter if you weren't 100% sure that the man you're giving her to right. wasn't going to put her before himself? Well, I always remind this to the fathers of brides and kind of having to remind myself of this. You know, when a child is born and the, 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 the birth in the birth room and the nurse hands you the baby and, you know, now all of a sudden God is whispering in your going, you have, you know, all of the care... All of the uh, all the things that come along with raising mm. this child forever. On you. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. It's all on you, Dad. This is what it's on. Until that day when I raise up another man who will do likewise. And you sign off on it. And in the wedding service, when you come up to that point and we say, who gives this woman to be married? You know, a lot of people think in our culture, oh, you know, this is, you know, that's old school. No, it's really not. It's a beautiful piece. It's not like, okay, he's going to give me two goats. You can have my daughter. It's not that at all. No negotiations for you? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, this is, I have signed off on this young man who's going to love my daughter, care for her, provide for her, all those things that I have been charged to do in her life. He is now going to do. And I'm saying, yeah, I like this guy. I trust this guy. This guy's going to do it. And, and we see a little bit of that in The Wedding Singer. Because mm-hmm. what is uh, Julia's mom worried about? Mm-hmm. Security. She wants to see her daughter taken right. care of. Wants her to marry Glenn. Not understanding. Glenn's a jerk. Oh, yeah. Glenn's already cheated on her. He's going to cheat on her again. Yeah, Glenn is not going to take There's care no of her. There's no commitment there. But Robbie will sacrificially mm. care for her. Just as I am more than confident Dylan will sacrificially care for Madeline. Oh, it's already showed it. It's already shown it. He's he's a good young man. And we're excited about that, which I think leads to our question of the day. You know, for those of you who are out there listening, who are married or in a relationship, you know, what do you need to do or say to tell that other person how much you love them and how much you are devoted to them and how much you're willing to care for them? Uh, How are they set apart in this world for you and how are you going to express that to them i kind of go back to the lyrics of grow old with you you know are you going to let them hold the remote control or do the dishes in the kitchen sink or what are those things that you need to do and how about for you out there who are listening who are still searching for that individual what is it that you're seeking in another person that you want to grow old with what what are those things that really resonate with you that say this is really what i seek in another person in a relationship and i think those are excellent questions for us to consider and to ponder when it comes to love when it comes to relationships and really when it comes to marriage now next week next week we're going to (laughs) go old school but oh my favorite oh but wait a minute next week you don't know this Next week we are we are going to pay pay a little homage to my future son-in-law Dylan. I like it because Dylan, the aerospace engineer, is a Star Wars nerd to the umph degree. Love it. Has a lightsaber collection. That concerns me a little bit. 
But Why? that's He's okay. He's going to be able to protect your daughter. That's great. They're they're not real. Oh, they I've, don't they don't work. He's you know, an when, engineer. He's, well, a, he's a space. The, uh, well, this is t- this genius. Is a, this is a true story. So when my my daughter was working at Disney, she bought Dylan the the real uh, in quotes the real uh, Kylo Ren lightsaber, and I said, "Honey, you, you know they don't work. There there is no such thing as a real lightsaber." But I digress. So next week, we're going to go old school. <laughs> we're going to honor Dylan. We're going to go the original Star Wars movie, Episode 4, A New Hope. Love it. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.